Blog Talk Radio.
side. Folks, we're going to be all right. No, really, we're going to be all right. I know some of y'all, it's hard to fathom that right now in your situation. But remember, this too, that too will pass. Our problems are so temporal. Our problems are so, so temporal. Brothers and sisters, it's going to pass. And yes, we're going to be all right in Yeshua's name. What does that mean? That just means because of Yeshua, because of the blood spill, because of what he did to make it possible for us to be able to relate to this God that is just uncomprehendable, all the things he did to make it possible for us to be close to this being gives us hope in the midst of a world that's just coming apart the scene. Folks, nothing is new under the sun. Don't be rattled by none of the news, none of it, because this all has happened before. Lots of countries have been where we are at. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. I know it's hard sometimes. We think we just got it so rough and all of the people before us. Not true. As the songs say, we're going to be all right. Folks, tonight, you tune into the Five Swings on Network. I'm Brother Seth. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for those of you that's been following us, the hundreds that have been following us. We really appreciate your devotion to this work. We're very, very serious. We try to have fun. We try to laugh. We try to just really be light at times. But we're very, very serious. Probably nobody. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to compare. But all I'm going to say is, yourself. Myself and the co-hosts that come on these airways is trying our best to be a blessing with everything we say. We, As we say so often, we try to talk about things the Father has declared on the earth, but you just can't hear in a lot of your religious institution and your educational centers. We try to talk about those things, not that we don't think certain other Topics are important like faith and and maybe just all types of other teachings that's out there. But we recognize there's thousands upon thousands of ministers that are very capable of breaking that truth to you. So we chose to talk we choose to talk about things the Father is saying also that you just can't hear in a lot of our religious institutions, a lot of our educational centers. I've been a victim of that. It's one of the reasons I feel like the Father has called me to do this type of work because I have been on the end on the uh, end of asking questions and being ridiculed and talked about as though I'm the problem or I, or I have a spirit of hate up on me or I want division or something. I'm talking about as a young person in, in a lot of other churches and even in college asking questions. People think you're a problem maker. You just simply want to know truth, just simply trying to understand how you're seeing this maze we call life. So that's why the Five Smooth Songs was created in 2011. Play a little theme song in the background. So in 2011, brothers and sisters, I went ahead and started this Five Smooth Smooth Song Network, if I can talk. And uh, that's where we are today. So we thank you for your time. We thank you for your devotion uh, to us. 
And uh, we think the Father's going to bless you for sowing uh, your time into this uh, show tonight. Tonight is Hebrew Israelite perspective on current events. Hebrew Israelite perspective on current events. And uh, it's just that simple. I just left it open like that. So, so much is going on. I'm sure the co-hosts have a lot to talk about. Um, I won't get into any of it yet. I just want to remind everybody again to follow us. It's very important. Follow us. When you go to blogs and, and they're a blessing to you, you, you shortchange them by not following them because that's your way. That's their paycheck, so to speak. You know, blog talking a lot of these platforms are nicer to you. Not to mention uh, that with these followers, you can go on to do other things outside of blog talk. So, again, follow us. Uh, uh, just go to the, uh, the uh, blog talk uh, website slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. Again, we're at www.blogtalkradio slash five, the number five, underscore smooth underscore stones. Once you get there, you'll see a follow button. Click on that and just follow the, the little few questions it asks you, okay? If it asks you to do a show, don't flip out. Don't freak out. Just plan the show 10 years from now, which you know you're not going to do, do, and just to be able to participate with getting these reminders sent to you, as well as being able to do things like chat. You can chat when you are, when you are a uh, member of uh, Blog Talk Radio. And not to mention, there's a lot of, lot of blogs out there you may want to check out as well. All right. Also, share once you're blessed by uh, the co-host of, of myself or whoever, the callers even, share, cut, and paste that episode uh, to a message and send it. Just copy and paste what you see uh, to a message and send it out, okay? Copy and paste the address, uh, I meant to say, and send it to your friends, all right? Uh, last, brothers and sisters, some of you have spoken very well of uh, – us over the years, you, you just know we, we, we're serious, and so um, I just want to remind you to simply uh, email us at seth.m.turner if you have any uh, com- compliments for us or uh, you know encouragement, encouraging words for us, or if you want to uh, criticize, if you have to have some const- constructive that if that there's criticism for the five on network, let us know. We're very open to it, believe it or not. Okay, so anyway, five small songs is nothing more than five topics we talk about the most, although we talk about everything at this network, uh, brothers and sisters. So what I'm going to do right now is uh, take a little short break here. Uh, actually, we won't take a break. Let's go to the phone lines and grab on Brother John Clark uh, all the way in the, the uh, state of California. He'll be the first moderator. I mean, the first um uh, John will be the first co-host we bring on tonight. I don't know if he wants to moderate or not. I've just been kind of taking on myself unless he wants to. Uh, but let's bring on all the way in, uh, in Inglewood, California, our uh, moderator, really, but he's kind of taking a break. I don't know. He'll let us know. But, Brother John, you in the house? I am in the house. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. Ready to get it in. Yes, yes, yes. John, could you hear me okay earlier? Yeah, I hear you just fine. Okay, great, great. Also, we have from Tyler, Texas, another co-host that's going to be riding with us tonight, and that's the one and only Brother Kenwin Castleberry. He has been more than helpful uh, with these shows. Brother Kenwin, your line is open. Say hello to the people. Hey, hey, hey. Shalom, shalom, family. Good to be in, man. Ready to uh, get it on. 
Well, shalom, shalom, and welcome, uh, brother. Welcome. Uh, it's good to have you aboard. Brother Kenwin is our newest uh, co-host, and we really have uh, th- is thankful for his contribution to what we're trying to accomplish on these uh, uh, blogs. Folks, I just want to say this, and then I want to get into what's happening uh, in, into these current events. I'm sure our co-hosts have their own little list of current events they want to talk about. Again, brothers and sisters, uh, uh uh, on the phone lines even, as well as the co-hosts. It don't have to be uh, – it can be local news uh, – excuse me, it, it could be international news, uh, uh, meaning outside of the country, uh, because we want to know some of those current events is more important than what's going on in the country. And then we can definitely know what's going on in our country. And then for some of you, lots are happening in your state, and then some of you, a lot's happening in your city. And then some of you is just going through a lot in your home, current events. And what you're going through your home, it really is current events because what you're going through in your home is going through in homes all across America. So, yes, it may be what we can talk about the most, to be honest with you. So I want to just um, um, just say this to everybody. This is not a show. Last thing I'll say, this is not a show. I'll talk about the purpose a little bit. This is not a show to just talk about what's wrong with the world. I hope we graduate past that one day. We can't get nothing, nowhere in life. I don't want to waste two hours or whatever time we have left talking about the problem, talking about the problem, glorifying these these evil people, because if you, if, you, if, you, if you say too much about their might, you actually is worshiping them, even if, it's, even if they're doing something evil. I want to also, I want to definitely shed the light on their wickedness, but I want to, throughout the show, shed light on their demise, how they are falling, how they are really losing. They don't have all of us. That's why they have to go through all these measures because they really don't have the people where they want them. Believe that, brothers and sisters. You think some of our meetings we have about the powers that be and what they are doing and what they are doing in the New World Order and all these things that they are doing, you need to hear some of the meetings they have about how unsuccessful they have been. U.S. military is not successful. They, they are in some ways. They don't have us because Satan wants our soul. Does he have the soul of 7 billion people? No. Even people in the world, he don't completely control all of their thoughts. They have good. They have something called thoughts that are actually kingdom uh, principles. So let's have some hope. Let's let's share some hope, co-hosts. If, if, if I can ask it of you, callers. If I can ask it of you, let's share what's what's going on in our world, so we'll be aware of Satan's tactics that the Bible talks about, but and, and the end time and what the Father is doing, and and, and and the signs of the time. For sure, we need that. Oh my goodness, we need that. But let's also talk about what the Most High Yah of Israel is up to as well. I uh, want to go to Brother John and let him start out. John, anything pressing you see in the press that is just is something that the saints should know about, be aware about, and even those that are, are not even considering themselves as saints, anything that comes on your radar where it relates to current events uh, for us Hebrews alike or anybody listening. Brother John? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Did you like to yes. say it, brother? 
know it. All right, you want to delay? Come on. Oh, you didn't. I didn't, I didn't get to hear. No, I did not get to hear the roughly the last fifteen to thirty seconds. Question is again, uh, with this Hebrews perspective on current events, and I just want to know anything that's come up on your radar this week that you want to talk about that's really of importance to the listeners. You think that would be something that would bless them, really, uh, not bless them in terms of be a blessing per se, something they can have, but just something they need to know about. Anything. Uh, before you come on, one, one second, Sister Eli, uh, Eliana just tuned in, and I want to bring her in. Uh, okay, so she just she just chimed in. So let's go to Sister Eliana, then we're going to uh, uh, we'll finish here. Uh, Sister Eliana, all the way in Mercy, California, welcome to the program, Sister. It's good to have a lady on the program tonight again talking about Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events. Say hello to the people, please. Hello and good evening, everyone. This is Eliana Batya, and I am calling you from Merced, California, in the Central Valley. And how are you doing this evening? We're doing good, Sister Eliana. Doing good. Doing good. I played a song earlier that said we're going to be all right. And I wanted to play that song because I know some people look at the news and they'd be like, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So, uh, Sister Eliana, I just ask John this question. I, I just asked the listeners and John this question. Uh, or I just made a suggestion. I'm going to repeat it for you again since you're coming on. Um, again, there's a lot going on in our world. Tonight, as Hebrew Israelites, we want to share our perspective on current events. And I just asked John if there's anything on his heart, anything he's in the news. And I put the same question to you. Anything you're seeing that jumps up in your spirit immediately that we can share with the people that we do want to give hope, 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 because we are a hopeful people and we serve a mighty God. Put it like this. If the Father was on the line, if the Most High Yahweh literally was listening to this blog, what do you think he would say when it's his time? That's what we should be saying. Go ahead, Brother John. I think he was going to go first. And then, Sister Eliana, if you want to jump in, our Brother uh, Ken, when you, you as well. All right. <clears throat> so I'm gonna, I actually have quite a bit to say. I'm going to condense this and speak quickly uh, and, and try and get the point done before it feels as though I'm encroaching on the other person's time. Folks, I would say over the last two to three shows, We've had various discussions about various topics. One of the uh, recurring considerations as to the answer, be it be it the the gays and gay marriage and gay rights. I know that was one given discussion, and and there were several. We 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 kept coming back to the notion of humbling ourselves and pray. Turn from our wicked ways. Yes. yes. That we, we, several times we came back to that. And um, I believe it was last week, not necessarily on Monday, um, I basically went in on that same topic or same answer of humbling ourselves and pray. And the humbling portion of that passage, I utilize the notion of fasting, which is a way of humbling yourself. And folks, the reason why I did that is because the previous conversation that we had, if that's the answer, humbling yourself and praying, I said, well, I'm not going to just say it and not do it. 
So I'm like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray. And so I did. I did. And it's not like I haven't done this before. But folks, this time was a little different. Um, This time was a little different. Uh, And and I'll explain why. Um, The Most High God gave me some insights into certain things uh, and, you know, I would discuss with my, my boys, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Check this out, you know, whatever the case may be. And this is kind of customary for us, it's what we do. But today I had heard about this mass shooting. And um, I can remember, I want to say three to four shows ago, Sister Eliana was making comments about another mass shooting. And just arbitrarily, she was saying, like, you know, hopefully this will be the last one. And I remember kind of blurting in saying this will absolutely not be the last one. And I'm not sure if I extract, uh, if, if I, if I uh, went any further at that time, but you all have heard me say it's been a constant battle cry of sorts for me that you cannot get the one world government without going through the U.S. You cannot do it. And why do I say that? Because the U.S. citizens are armed to the teeth. <laughs> this yep, is yep, yep. a yep. highly armed nation, more so than any other nation in the world. More guns per capita than any other nation in the world. It is, it is unreal. And so if you have a military uh, try to do anything, even the U.S. military as as advanced as it is, when you look at the millions of people who are armed, and if they feel as though you've trampled upon their rights and you've done something unlawful and they decide to revolt, all of those guns will come into action. <laughs> so I've always maintained, along with Brother L um, and others, that you gotta you got to address that. And I've also maintained that one of the ways that they've been utilizing um, the national media to create fertile ground for the notion of getting some of these, not, not just, it's not handguns, folks. It's the guns that the military have. You've heard them say, why do you need that gun? What do you need this gun for? We need it for you, government. <laughs> That's why they need these guns. The right to have arms, uh, which I believe was the Second Amendment, that's the reason why that was put there. It wasn't because people wanted to hunt with high-powered rifles and, and these, these different type of, of guns with these high, round magazines. It wasn't for hunting. It wasn't just for home protection. It was for the government in case you became uh uh, you got out of pocket and became an enemy to the citizens. Then the citizens had the ability to fight back. That's the reason why those guns were there. So, folks, fast forward. We have another mass shooting. You heard me talk about mass shootings before, more specifically starting with Columbine, because when Columbine took place, you probably could count on one hand the number of mass shootings that took place in the 19th, or the 20th century, rather. But from the time of Columbine, it has just been going like more and more. And we see 
we see not only the frequency of the mass shootings becoming more and more frequent, we see the rhetoric of people, quote unquote, getting fed up. And you put those two together, mass shooting. Person's like, you know, something has to be done. And then another mass shooting. What is going on? Where are our legislators? Why do we have to keep separate? And it keeps going on and on. Folks, this is not happenstance. This is a carefully planned, a designed plan. And so I will, uh, this last shooting, I will show you something that you could either write it off as happenstance, or you could say, how could something line up as systematically as this if it were not created? This shooting in Highland, that's, our hearts go out to them, as, as well as the, the, the shooting that took place in Texas, as well as the shootings that took place in Ohio or, or um, Pennsylvania. It's everywhere. People stay praying over this. Folks, I <laughs> heard about the shooting. I didn't really look into it at first. And just happened to be laying down inside to look at the news on my phone. And it, it pulled up that given shooting, the Highland Park shooting. And the, the, the clip, the video clip, that and this 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 particular story was done by the Chicago Sun Times, and the clip that they had uh, in reference to the Highland Park shooting was the, a picture of a truck with a band on the back, which I'm sure we've seen that a thousand times. Bands either marching or they're on a truck or something going down the parade, and they're playing whatever given music. Didn't think much about it at the time. So as soon as I clicked into the story, I clicked on the play button. And I see this band. They're playing this music. And it's, it's a 13-second clip. And within moments, you could see people running the opposite direction of the way that the truck was going. And then the clip stops. And in my spirit, now tr listen to me, folks. Go back. Brother Seth has been doing these shows since 2011, as he stated. I remember when he started it. <laughs> I've been on a lot of these shows. You never hear me say something like, in my spirit. You never hear me say things like, God told me or God said. Because I'm very careful with those things. Because I don't ever want me to see or think or say something and say that God said it and it wasn't him. I'm here to tell you today, in my spirit, when I saw the clip, I knew something was up, but I didn't know what it was. I looked at the banner on the truck uh, because it had, you know, a, a banner uh, advertising the band, and it, it said, the, the larger word said, Cleanser Band. And I'm thinking... What is that? I've never heard of that. I've never even heard that word. But nonetheless, I read the article. I'm reading the article. And as I read down through the article, that same clip is further down in the article, accompanied by, and I'm reading it now, 
the the uh, the, the writer, uh, as they, they're writing the story, says, even as it quote, even as people ran, a cleanser band, seemingly unaware of the gunfire, continued to play. End quote. And again, <laughs> it struck me as like what, and there was just something like, okay, I know that there is something here. I know there's something here. So I finished the article. And right when I got done, I, I went back and made sure I knew what the spelling was, and I did a search for band. I'm going to stop right there, folks. I'm going to tell you something about the people on this line. Brother Seth, Sister Eliana, uh, uh, um, what's our uh, – Tyler, Texas? Uh, Castleberry. Castleberry. I'm going to say Kenwin. Right? Uh-huh. Yep, Tim, yep, yeah. you got it. Brother Castleberry, uh, Brother Purcell, who's not with us today, we get on this line and we talk about things and we bump heads plenty of times. But there's one, there's one thread that we know about that holds us together. There's actually two. There's one um, that I'm going to discuss right now. And that is the fact that we are inclined to believe that biologically we are the descendants of the people of Israel who were spread to the four corners of the earth by the Most High God who utilized the forces from the north and per Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, from the west as fast as the eagle can fly. Isn't that ironic? The, the, listen to the symbolism, folks. From the west as fast as the – I put in the west, but as fast as the eagle can fly. That's how swift these persons were able to come and put us into bondage. And they put our kids into bondage. They split up our families. If there's one person on the line, Sister Eliana, Brother Castleberry, Brother Seth, who says, no, that's not exactly what I think. Uh, that's not my – speak up now because I, that's what I believe we, we – that's the one thread. There's a lot about the law that we don't agree about, but that. Yeah, we definitely we definitely don't want to call with that. Very well, very well. And I'll take the silence of the others to be an affirmation, folks. Yes, that got the Most High God took us out of the land, took our forefathers out of the land, and spread us to the four corners of the earth. We did not migrate to the four corners of the earth because that's not that's not spreading you to the four corners. That means you had a choice and you went. Spreading means that there was another force that pushed you to these four corners of the earth. Folks, that left the land of Israel desolate, which simply means that there was nothing there. Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that a few people, a few shepherds, but 
there came a new people into that land. A new people that were foreign to that land and now occupy that land. Okay. The reason why I go through all of that is to tell you that they took this land and became a quote-unquote nation in 1948. They called themselves Israel, the Jews. Folks, the people on this truck that preceded this clip, basically, and were in this clip, when I looked up the term cleanser band, Brother John? You there, John? Hold on. Hold on. Brother John? Okay, I don't know what happened, Brother John. Y'all. Brother John, we can't hear you right now. And I, I you can, getting hello? A... I can hear. You can hear Brother John? I was hearing Brother John until I heard you. Right. Hold on a second, Sister Yaliana. Brother John, we can't hear you. So what you probably need to do is call back. You know, his phone does. Sometimes it drops. But he's showing still holding. So just call back. We need to know why you took us down that road. And so it's very important. If you See, he just dropped. Okay, I knew that was going to happen. So, yeah, if, if all of us can't hear him, something wrong with him. Uh, speaking of, Brother John, while we were talking about this phone thing, y'all let me know if I saw breaking up. I do have a new phone, but I can only use it on Sundays because I'm in a certain room. So, anyway. Sister Eliana, hurry, uh, he's back. He's back. So let's go straight back to Brother John for time's sake. Brother John, your line is now open. You can go ahead and finish what you were saying. You was tying into why, where you was going with all that. Okay, where I was going with that is this, folks. That the, the Jews that currently occupy Israel, quote, unquote, are Ashkenazi Jews. It's important to understand that there is a difference between Ashkenazi Jews and Sephardic Jews. As a matter of fact, there's a division between them. You will find that the Sephardic Jews are, they dissent with the Ashkenazi Jews. And they say that there's a difference between Zionism and Judaism. And they accuse the Ashkenazi Jews of Zionism. Of This, this is the attitude of taking over a land that doesn't belong to them and taking out the Palestinians and treating them pretty much like we get treated here in the U.S., people of color. The reason why it's important to understand about these Ashkenazi Jews, matter of fact, let me take one more step back and talk about Arthur Kessler, who wrote the, the 13th tribe, who died under very suspicious um uh, what's the word I'm looking well, for, well, folks? Well, hold, hold on, Brother John. Hold on, because this is, I need you mm-hmm. to, okay, here's here's the deal. You, I just need to know, you was talking about the mass shooting. Now, earlier yeah. you tied a lot of, a lot of bowls. <laughs> earlier, y'all don't know this, brothers and sisters. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping Brother John is not doing what I thought he was going to do. That is, because you made, uh, you probably assumed some things you already said while you're talking, but you tied no. up a, a lot of, Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I, I just don't want to yeah, steal the beans, but go I, ahead. I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not just working my way through an endless um, um, labyrinth of, of of 
thoughts, there is an end to this. And that end, the reason why I step back and talk about Arthur Kessler, because Arthur Kessler explains to you how the Ashkenazi Jews came into being. I'm not going to talk about that in its entirety because you can go and read the book yourself, as did I. Let me ask you this, Brother John, just out of clear clarity, because we're going 15 minutes here, and I just want to make sure that we're tying into the shooting, because that's what you brought up. So you were saying the band that you Google, and I Google, is definitely Akhenazi Jew band. All right, we know the Akhenazi Jews was not the real Jews. They're the people in the people of the land right now say they're Jews. So you was tying in how that had to do with the shooting. I'm tying, I'm tying in the facts that took place. So if you look up Cleanser Band, look it up. Cleanser, and, and this is what I'm reading. First thing that pulls up, Cleanser is an instrumental musical tradition of the Ashkenazi Jew of Central and Eastern Europe. The essential elements of the tradition include dance, tunes, ritual, melodies, and virtuosic improvisations played for the, the listening. That's what it says. If you look up Ashkenazi Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, also known as Ashkenazic Jews or Ashkenazim, are a Jewish diaspora population who coalesced in the Roman Empire around the end of the first millennium. Where are they now? 2.8 million, Israel. 150,000, Ukraine. 25,000, Poland, 200,000, Germany, uh, somewhere between 250 to $500,000, uh, 500, Russia. That's where these people are. But 2.8 million in Israel. So what is the likelihood of the people who are not Jews, but say that they are Jews, who are currently in the land that we were kicked out of our, our forefathers us indirectly and we're coming to the end of the ages and again there has to be a way for the gun laws to prevent the people of the United States from, from being able to fight back against any given power that be and you have these shootings that are they continue, and they can, and they will continue, and the rhetoric is going to continue. The rhetoric that says, "I'm sick of this. Why are you legislators not doing anything? Something needs to be done. I'm sick of praying. I'm tired of having a moment of silence." That's what they say. Different people, folks. Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood that a mass shooting takes place? And the clip that opens up the story is a clip of these Ashkenazi Jews on this truck, which means that there had to be a cameraman there. So either the cameraman or the producer, if you understand television and film, or the producer had him be there. And out of all the footage that was available, this is what <laughs> the Chicago Sun-Times decides to not put once but twice in this story. Folks, maybe Brother John has finally fell off the, the, <laughs> his wagon. Maybe so. But I'm here to tell you, 
Brother John has been studying Luciferianism and Satanism since approximately 2012, around the time that Seth started Five Smooth Stones. And there are certain things that the naked eye doesn't see that the trained eye, who has just simply been dealing with this, does see. Not to mention the Spirit of God, who, when, when he chooses, will give you insight and understanding. Folks, mark my words. It is not the last shooting. It's going to get worse, and those laws will be put into place. When those laws are put into place, get ready for the man of perdition to be revealed, if not sooner. Because the one world government, it is already prophesied. It is all, matter of fact, it's already in place. You heard me say this. They just haven't told you. These nations, they've given up the sovereignty of their citizens already. They just didn't tell the citizens. Why? Because they have to prepare for the upheaval. Imagine, imagine Joe Biden, Trump, Obama, whoever, choose your president, say that, you are no longer American citizens, but citizens of the world. While that sounds good, there's going to be some people who go the hell off, and there's going to be an uprising. And if they have AKs and, and ARs and, and all, if they have all those okay. type of guns already, done. Now, that right there I think is, is very interesting. I think I think you're right about that. I think that if they ever come on and say <laughs> – well, as you say, Obama, Biden, if they come on and say that, you're absolutely right. We are into the biggest war we have ever seen in terms of citizen-owned government. Uh, I'd like to know what other people say, what you have to say, Brother John. That was uh, pretty – that's how you do, brother. Just, he'll say something. It'll sound – you know, it, it, when you study Luciferianism, it never can be clear before your eyes that the people will rise up. they got to do it in secret and code whether or not this is a code to shooting or not. I'd like to know what, the, what some others think before I comment. Uh, brother, uh, 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 let's go to Tyler, Texas. Brother Kim, yes, sir, yes, sir. I hear you, John. I'm right there with you, man. I like where you're taking it today. Um, yeah, you just right up my alley, man. You know, <laughs> I like talking about the Israelites and uh, their journey, how we got here, and connecting the dots, man. What What's to expect? tomorrow um no yeah man i'm I'm right there with you i can definitely see something's coming uh there's also something uh breaking in the news besides the shooting um uh, you got the scientist who's gonna attempt this uh black hole again um with uh, i don't know if y'all ever heard of it it's called cern cern uh, machine that yes the, yes they're gonna try to do that uh huh. Tomorrow, um, just a science project, wow. but uh, it it it's potentially um, you know it's it's everybody's uncomfortable because nobody you know know what to expect. Uh, uh, from wow. my understanding, uh, it's going to be very very small. So uh, they say there's no nothing to fear, but they tend to attempt to open up a little wormhole. Uh, in a to try to find out more about this wormhole and lead to another dimension. Uh, could it be a portal? Like, you know, uh, <laughs> like the movies, you know, uh, what's that, uh, starship or, uh, what's the different, uh, TV shows come on where they got these portals going to different planets. 
But uh, <laughs> you know, science, science is doing their thing, man, and they're gonna make out. They're gonna do this another test, and I'm just like connecting the dots, man. It's just all of this is happening, and uh, that's what they're doing. They're they're underground. They're they're plotting this wormhole tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, 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 I'm right there with you, John. There's a lot of craziness going on uh, with the the guns, the guns, the guns. This guy is on the roof, July 4th parade, and he uh, opens fire on a group uh, of people. And, uh, and, that's, uh, and that's what John was talking this, about, that, this group. This group that he was talking about, this band, was at that parade. I don't know if you caught yeah, that. Yeah, 30. Thirty injured, six dead is what I got, and uh, even an eight-year-old little boy, you know. Uh, so he just randomly shot into the crowd. Um, but it, it's one of those things like you know that it's a setup, man. You know that it's that they want these guns taken away, man. Because uh, well, it's it's not like it was all black people or Spanish people or whatever. It was definitely mixed. It's July the 4th. It's a huge parade. There's children. It's every nationality is out there. And so he randomly just shot at everybody, you know, uh, with a high-powered machine gun. And so... Um, know the type of... Yeah. Did anybody, did anybody know who was killed, like, the different people that was killed? Did anybody know about the, anything that... I know it just happened. Yeah. But anybody know? Yeah. Yeah, they said a 87-year-old uh, lady was killed. Um, a you know, little 8-year-old boy was injured. I don't know if he died or not. But a total of six died. are confirmed dead. I guess what I'm asking is this. if we, In order to know Caucasian. whether or not racism, after, no. can everybody hear me this okay? Is primarily if, you looked at, if you look at the video, it's not to say that people of color were not hit, but this is primarily Caucasian. Okay, okay. That's the only reason why I was wanting to know color. I'm not trying to belittle those that have died or anything like that. Because very sensitive to life being taken. It don't matter who, what color, or what. And color again, don't designate a group. We know all that. So, but so we don't know yet. Well, brother King, that's very interesting. Sister Eliana, any comments on that? Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I agree with brother John. I've been seeing this pattern as well. They so the. American people are, like John said, we, they, we are heavily armed as an, a country. And the propaganda is, has been to disarm the American people. Well, we already know th- this happened in Europe. Once they gave up their guns, they were able to come in with the police state. They were able to take over. And I think it was around the time of the um, Holocaust. Uh, shortly before that, they, they, the people gave up their guns. They, they turned in their guns. And that's one of the reasons why many, many of the people that are your gun-toting, arsenal-carrying people, they retell these stories. So what, um, what the American media or whoever the powers that be that are working this plan to try to disarm Americans, there's another rhetoric going on. There's a whole underground where these people train their children, they're training their children for a global war. They study history. As a matter of fact, I've just come off of two days of history of uh, Russia, the, how Russia got started, like the whole, you know, back, back in, you know, 1400s all the way up. 
uh, even further back than that I was watching. Then I watched another series of just the history of war in Europe and how many, you know, how much propaganda by the bankers and the businessmen and how they fought, but how many people died. And this is what's happening to the United States. They're trying to get the people to disarm so they can come in and do a lot of carnage and kill because they, there are still bankers and, and you got your little secret organizations that feel like there's just too many people on the planet. Um, they want to thin out the herd. And I've said that before on this show, they want to thin out the herd. What they call the herd is the everyday a person, everyday citizen who's just concerned about going to work, you know, maybe getting married, having a family, you know, trying to have a better life. They want to, they, they think there are too many people living a normal life. They want people to be controlled. They want a smaller pop- population. Um, they, want to, they want to control. And it's this grand egomaniac, you know, um, I'm not even, I'm making up this word, but it's this whole big, I want to be God, I want to be king. But actually where it comes from is in the book of Revelations when the scripture teaches us and says that woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Satan has come down having great wrath. He knows that he has a short time. He doesn't have much longer for before there is a changing of the, of the a cosmic guard. And he knows that his time is short. And so our Father, the Most High Yah, has given us this information so we would be forearmed and forewarned. We don't have to be worried and, and confused and perplexed like the masses who don't know the Most High. So Seth had said, you know, he played a song, Everything's Going to Be All Right. Well, you know, at a service um, with my brother uh, uh, the other day, he has the Sunday services. I do Shabbat. But as we were worshiping, I began to sing, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. And it lifted the congregation so much so that everybody began to really enter into another level of worship. And that was a word of encouragement coming from the Ruach to the people of the earth, those that are connected to the Most High, we are getting a word of encouragement, no matter what we're seeing, because this is propaganda, like John said. It's planned propaganda. It is planned to make the people feel like, we've got to get rid of these guns. We, we can't have these guns. These guns are killing. The guns aren't doing anything. The people are doing. They're using the gun. Gun is an inanimate object. It's a weapon, a sword. You know, back in when they fought wars with swords, People had swords on their walls. The sword on the wall did not have the power to get up and start slaying people. It was the man holding the sword, and it's the same thing. The man holding the gun, the people who are being paid to go out and kill a few people will get you off. See, we'll hear about these people going into custody, but we won't hear anything else because they will get them out. Those powers that be, they've served their purpose. So they're doing this without fear because they know there's no retribution unless they're killed on the spot, like what happened in Uvalde, Texas. If they just if yeah. they take them into custody, and they like the young man, how did he get all of that that super military police gear at, at 18 years old, and drive thousands of miles to go shoot up those uh, elderly African American 
people, and not just elderly, but in that, that grocery store, who funded that young man? That's what we should be asking. With all of that arsenal and bulletproof protection, who funded him to do that? They took him into custody, but once he courtroom and they closed that door, his release was guaranteed. It was guaranteed uh. because someone paid for that. The, the, the thing is to upset the ordinary people and make them push for gun control, gun laws, and, and to eliminate the guns. But if everyone does that, then that's just the ordinary people that don't really carry guns. But the ones who understand the propaganda are teaching their young children. They are arming their children. They are buying the arsenal. They are saying, we have to brace ourselves for a war. And we may be the only ones standing because they study history. And they know that nations have been, you know, won and lost and new regimes and new governments and powers have risen with just a small few that have you know, one against large armies, and they've restarted their governments and changed their governments. So that's what these people that are up in the hills and those that, you know, say that they're defending America's freedom, they're teaching, their kids don't even watch TV. Their kids don't even go to school. They're, they're un, in an underground system where they're being trained to uh, fight for their lives. While the rest of the sheeple are watching TV, their kids are hooked on video games, they're following what is popular, trying to obey the law, and those are the sheep that are going to be mown down like the grass. And so this is what John is saying, what Seth is saying. First of all, as believers, knowing the Most High, we don't have to worry. I mean, we have to pray. We have to see what's going on. But like the Most High said, though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, yet shall it not come nigh thee. Um, now that doesn't mean we do see a lot happening to Hebrew Israelites. However, where do those people stand in the face of the Most High? Have they really uh, accepted and embraced who they really are? Are they thinking that they're just uh, a you know a black man in America or a black woman in America? And we all got to get along. Do they understand who they really are and what's really at stake? So we can't, you know, so we can't say that just because this person has color and they look like they're from the black community that they're really Israel. They may not be, and they may be subject to the terrors. But to, to just to piggyback for those that are in the, walking in the spirit, connected to the Ruach, we're hearing the word, it's going to be all right for us. Now, what John is saying also, this is planned propaganda. This is a setup. This is set up to disarm this country because this country is a superpower. But what made America really great is all of the people knowing who they are and standing in a belief that they are in, endowed with certain inalienable rights from God. That's what made America great is people believing that God has given them the right to be and to exist and to live and to have land and to have rights. And that's what they're trying to break that spirit because that's a free spirit and you can't break a free spirit. You can only kill it. But if that free spirit is armed, it's going to be really hard to kill that free spirit. Wow. Wow. John, you see what you started? <laughs> I had nothing to do with but, that. Uh, well, folks, listen, um, 
Sister Eliana, you know, you have a female voice, but that was pretty gloomy. That was pretty sad. He was talking about the kids being armed, and I know she's telling the truth. I can almost give you the website uh, where they where you can actually see kids being trained. The, key, the, key, the question is how many of them. But, yo, there is truth. There's, it's, she's very right. Kids being trained for this war. What's crazy is, yeah, I'm not going to even say that for time's sake, but I hope y'all heard both Sister John, I mean, Brother John, Sister Eliana, Brother Kenwin for sure. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was very, very, very um, sobering, as John said earlier in our conversation. Well, I am going to reserve and just not even comment on them. I, I just want to let them take that time because I want to hit on some other topics going on. Um, but I don't know if we can get away from that. That was pretty, pretty serious, pretty serious. I will say this, though. We're going to be all right, just like the song says that I open up with. We're going to be all right, folks. Uh, remember, I thought about Christ when Sister Eliana was talking. And, uh, again, it was just, just just to know that these people are planning to kill. And they're not coming out and saying murder us like that. But you got to listen to the – I'm going to go ahead and give you all a, 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 good, a good source. Type in the word white Aryan uh, war. It's called war. White Aryan resistance. White Aryan resistance. If you want to see some stuff. If some of y'all think we're just making up stuff and it's not true. This, these folks been around a long time. Believe it or not, long time ago. Well, I ain't going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Those of you who listen to the show, y'all probably already know what I was going to say. But they, these people are serious, okay? They're very serious. And guess what? That's one out of like 920 groups similar. And you telling me they're not training their young people? They are. But I say this, just as we begin to hear these things and get nervous and get concerned and get worried, I keep hearing that song, We're Going to Be All Right. You know, it's almost like the storm when Christ was uh, was uh, in the bottom of the ship asleep. And everybody was saying, Master, they woke him up. And their exact words to him was, carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not? Okay, brother, I see you back, brother Kenwood. Uh, carest thou not that we perish? In other words, we're about to die. Brother Kim, we got a little noise on your line. I see you back, though. Uh, if for them to awake him with those words means they was in pretty dire straits, okay? But he rose up, and the first thing he said to them was, oh, ye of little faith. So we just got to be, we got to make sure the Messiah, who is heading the kingdom of his father right now until all things are restored, and then the father will be subdued, as First Corinthians say. Brother Kim, when you have some noise on your line, uh, but brothers well, and sisters, listen. I'm going to meet you, Brother Kenwin, just for a second because you, you, it's like you're taking care of a transaction there or something. But uh, brothers and sisters, don't be one of the ones that the Father says, that the Son says to us, O ye of little faith. 
how long will I be with you? And he rebuked the storms. We are supposed to be as comfortable and as quiet as he was. You can't know a higher peace than sleep. You can't know a higher Shabbat than sleep. He was sleep when everybody else was looking like, we going to die. That's where we're at in 2022. Some of y'all are basically screaming, looking at the news, looking at what's going on, and saying, oh, my God, we going to die. We going to die, man. That's what we're saying. We going to die. And I say we're going to be all right. So I'm going to take a little quick break, and I want to mention, uh, 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 well, I've been playing a little bit, just a little bit, only about two minutes I've heard uh, Dr. Stiff. Dr. Stiff is an online doctor. She's a real doctor, and uh, she gives uh, medical advice. And I want to add this, if I can, to the show, just a kind of way to break the monotonous whenever shows that it's serious like this. But I want to pick it back up because we got we got a deal. But I, I ran across something I thought is a must here. And, again, I saw this. She's real short. She's always like a minute or two with her information. But it would be, be just really vital information for the black community, so so-called black community, African Americans, a.k.a. Israelites. I want to play this, and I hope that uh, my co-host don't mind me doing this. But I want to take a little short break, reboot my computer, and play Dr. Uh, Jackie Stiff. Um, I used to play a lot of my earlier shows, and she's still doing her thing, these little short audios. And we'll be back. Everybody okay with a break? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to add something okay. really quickly, if I may. Okay. Go right ahead. Okay, something that just to piggyback on something you said about uh looking at war, the white area nation. Well we we have right. we also have to remember the father is very smart. He wrote he has risen up in our country, the nation of Islam. Now, the nation of Islam, they're, they're beginning to teach that they're also Hebrew Israelites, but they are also heavily armed, and they teach and train their people for war as well. So the Most High is going to match firepower with firepower, and it's very rare that you hear of nation of Islam, men or women, being taken to jail. They can't even touch Farrakhan. So I'm just saying it's not all on the white supremacists that we need to fear. The Most High is very, very, very smart. He has risen up an army for us as well. And very interesting. That'd be something good to talk about for sure when you come back. All right, Sister Yolanda, thank you for that. That was Thank you for that. Y'all see smart panelists, smart panelists. Folks, we'll be right back again with you. Tune to the Fox Phone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we're just talking about some very serious things that – we really need to consider. But also consider what I just said about being in the storm. Those disciples said, we're going to die. And at the same time, there was another person on the boat enjoying the highest Shabbat you can do, you can, you can possibly experience in this life, and that's sleep. We'll be right back, folks. Again, we're going to play a little uh, uh, Dr. Jackie Stiff. Again, she's is a very... Uh, bright doctor, y'all. This is a full-fledged doctor with all her, all the letters she practiced, and I just wanted y'all to hear something she was sharing. Uh, and we'll be right back, folks. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
wants to know, can drinking coffee affect kidney function? Many health professionals recommend that if you have uh, the tendency to form kidney stones or have existing kidney stones, that throughout the day you should drink plenty of water. They also suggest that you limit the amount of caffeinated drinks or caffeinated coffee that you take in because coffee can have an impact on a particular hormone that allows uh, that causes you to lose too much water from your kidneys. So it, it's best to limit your, your caffeine intake or talk to your own doctor about that. Caffeine, which uh, in caffeinated drinks or coffee, can also raise your blood pressure and also raise your heart rate. So again, if you have any clinical conditions, medical conditions, it would be good to talk to your health professional as to whether you should limit your, your caffeine uh, drinking. Of interest, there are loads of studies out there comparing coffee drinkers to non-coffee drinkers, and actually there's some data that shows that, that uh, coffee drinkers have a lower Folks, I apologize with that. We're going to start, another, uh, start that up, start another one. That's not the one I wanted to play. This is the one I want to play. It's even shorter, okay? Again, sorry about that. Again, Dr. Jackie Stills. A viewer wants to know, how do I find out what I'm allergic to? Allergies are very common in the United States. In one year alone, 4 million workdays were lost due to hay fever. So what is an allergy? An allergy typically is when your body reacts to a substance or has some type of immune reaction to a substance that is not normally harmful to most people. And that would include pollen, dust, grass, or even medication. So the best way to find out what you're allergic to is to visit your doctor. Your doctor will work with you and will um, do a physical exam and also collect a medical history. For example, if you think you have hay fever, the doctor will rule out whether it's just a recurrent cold that you're having. Or if you're wondering about um, a food allergy, the doctor can help you sort out whether it's a food allergy or some type of intestinal infection. Well, what are some other ways that uh, doctors check to see if you have an allergy. One of the most common ways is doing a skin test. And what is done is your, the skin is pricked with small little needles that contain the types of uh, substances or allergens that uh, you could be reacting to. So for example, they will prick your skin with a little bit of, of dust or, or grass or pollen. Then they will observe your skin and see if um, you have any raised uh, bumps to determine if you are actually allergic to those types of substances. Another way that um, doctors can determine if you have an allergy is to do blood tests to determine if you have certain um, elevated uh, blood cell counts in your blood that indicate um, an infection, excuse me, an allergy. And then uh, if you're worried about a food um, allergy of some sort, doctors will ask you to keep a diary and then do what, something called an elimination diet to determine if removing that particular food makes you feel better. So overall, to determine if you have an allergy, the best thing is to work with your physician. Okay, folks, and we're back. We are back. Again, you've come to the Fast Ones on Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight, 
Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events. We've covered a few of them. We're going to see how many we can cover in this hour. We're not on any one per se. We want to cover as many as we can because we know some things are not uh, all our topics are not relevant to all people. So we're going to try to cover as many as possible. But what about what Sister Eliana was saying before the break? That was some right there. Um, just want to remind everybody that keep in mind. I forget to forget to mention this earlier, but we do have shows on Sunday nights. Sunday night. Right now I'm going through my book uh, talking about white supremacy, how it's a world religion practiced by every single person under the sound of my voice. If you're born and raised in America and you're not educated outside of the American system, how can you not be practicing white supremacy? I don't understand how people think they're not. However, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you can't break out of that cycle. But no funny stuff. It has to be the Holy Spirit training you uh, and you can break out of that cycle. So anyway, that's Sunday nights. And then on Mondays, of course, we talk about what we're doing tonight. And then on Thursday night, don't forget Thursday night. Don't forget our new Thursday night where we have an open forum, and that's where you can call in with a lot of your concerns and questions, okay? Uh, co-host, your lines are open, and I want to go back to Sister Eliana and, uh, and just uh, see if she had finished on what she was saying. Uh, if not, we can talk about some other things. Uh, again, if you're on the phone lines, you have a question for the uh, any of the co-hosts, you can press 1. If you're online and you're listening to us and you're going to get in on the action, you didn't call the phone number, you're online listening over your computer. Remember, you can call 914-205-5590. That phone number should be right in front of you. If you're listening to the show, obviously, you're at that website, so just go ahead and call the number in front of you. All right, Cecilia, will you finish? Oh, yeah, I wanted to also add that um, there are also, in addition to the Nation of Islam being highly trained and skilled, teaching their youth, young people, young adults, how to not only use weapons, but use them effectively. And they also understand that there is a war. They have no, they are not trying to acculturate. They are, they know who they are. They know what's at stake and they're not trying to acculturate. So, the Most High, like I said, is very intelligent. He doesn't. He's not just They're leaving us. What as, that means. What do you mean by culture? To make sure everybody okay, understands so you. Most of us, most most average way to get ahead in America is to imitate, emulate, and follow the patterns of what they feel is the dominant culture. So That's therefore, true. like. The females will they'll they'll try to make sure if they get a job what looks what is professional is to absolutely mimic the the hair texture type and style of white females Hispanic females absolutely. do it Asians do it most most women think that to even be more successful, they must put blonde hair color in their hair. Asians do it, Hispanics do it African Americans were probably the first people of color to start putting blonde in their hair maybe 30 years before the other groups felt that they also could do it. We always lead the pack. Um, all, just everything, acculturating, being a part of the culture, accepting the culture, um, even, you know, cross marrying uh, interracially. I mean, that, now that, and that's a little, some people do it because they think they're getting ahead. They feel like they're producing children that are more acceptable in the culture if they have biracial children, uh, not understanding the history of the people that they're 
mixing their seed with, not understanding anything about that, but thinking because it seems to be more acceptable to produce a lighter complexioned African-American person that could be more acceptable in society and maybe open more doors. Um, imitating the whole structure, trying to live in the same areas, trying to fit Not- in, joining the same clubs, you know, trying to be on par, uh, not identifying with anything that seems to be of what they consider a lesser nature in their own his, in their own community, particularly African-Americans, but also we see this in Asians. I see it also in Hispanics as well. So that is what most, most average people are trying to acculturate. Those that understand who they are, they're standing in their own uniqueness, their identity, they are they work their own features, their hair type, hair texture. They're not trying to fit in, but they have made a way, and they're very prosperous in their own communities, yet they, they, they understand and they keep pace with the, the uh, trends and what's happening in our society, so they're not unaware. They're not a separate culture. So that's what, that's what I'm. So that is what is. So for people who are listening and going to listen later, that is that is what acculturating is. Just trying to blend in, just to be another, you know, like a twisted uh, braid, like a twisted braid that has many colors, but it's one braid. That's what most people are trying to do. They're trying to acculturate, be part of this mainstream right. culture. Because yeah, also where when you threw that word out there, when you threw that word out there, I wanted you to explain what the word meant and then finish your point. I think you're saying the word pretty much means to simulate. So where were you going? I don't want to make people. You was headed somewhere. So what I'm saying is that, out. yeah. So so that so you have the you also have when I said the nation of Islam. You know they understand. They they go back to the ancient texts and scriptures and and they understand. Now they were pushing that they they were Islamic, but I have seen a Farrakhan in recent comments say that they're Hebrew Israelites. So now they are, he's actually teaching the nation of Islam that they are Hebrew Israelites. And he's also talking to the uh, mainstream society and, and um, the nation that that's, this is who we are. The other thing is we do have the authentic Hebrew Israelites that have risen up and they are a little militant themselves. And they are also teaching and training up their young people um, to understand that there is a war. So what I'm saying is that, you know, here on this show is a lot about the whites having some type of way or power. I know that's a big concern for you, but what I want to say to the people is that the white people aren't the only ones that have weapons, and we don't need to fear them at all. They aren't the only ones. They, are, they, they may tend to be a more evil in nature uh, because of their nature in general, but the Most High is not leaving us defenseless here in our diaspora. He is raising up additional groups, and they are definitely hearing from the Most High, because the Most High also is a god of war. He is not the god of war, but he, is, he says to everything there is a season. There definitely is a time of war, and he equips his people for war. So we don't have to feel that that we're what we have to fear is the Aryan races or the Aryan nation or the white supremacists or the the whites in America who are you know coming and they no, have no. this vengeance. No, no, this is my this is my comment. This is my comment. I'm not correcting. 
this is my comment. Okay, I want to, to the people who are listening, to the people right, who are ahead. listening, I want them to understand that we are not left defenseless. The Most High is definitely, definitely on our side as well. Yeah, Sister Eliana, I was trying to support what you were saying. I figured after you made that comment, somebody's going to be saying, I don't bring any training. This is what I'm thinking. I try to think like people that are listening, not so much Seth. I believe what you're saying. I've seen it. And I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it just because I'm saying this. I actually joined them as an undercover spy. So I'm thinking, they're thinking she's just making it up. So let me throw a source out there where they'll see, wow, she was not lying. That's why I brought up war, only reason why. And, I, uh, brother, I heard you talking when she was saying something, Brother Kenwin. What was you saying yes. when she mentioned that she was talking about the – Well, uh, I was the – when she mentioned Farrakhan, teaching that we are the Israelites, I said amen. Um, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and let you finish your thought on that, but I was just saying amen. On that, I no. you know Farrakhan is a well-respected uh, individual uh, here in America uh, amongst uh, African Americans, and uh, I kind of look at Farrakhan as I would Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, all of our great leaders. Although I, I think they're going astray with the doctrine, but I, I you know, uh, the same way I see Creflo Dollar, same way I see T.D. Jakes. I mean, these brothers. Uh, they love the, the Most High, and uh, but I, I do feel like they're in error in a lot of things. But uh, they're our leaders, um, so uh, at some point there's going to be a clash, and we got to unite. We got to come under one type of umbrella. Uh, there's Israelites that are bugged out too. Uh, they're they're you know a little hostile. Um, you know don't think properly <laughs> you know <laughs> get us all killed i don't know but my point is that there's a bunch of Israelites also uh camps and things like that that are in tune with the scriptures and uh um uh, but but i'm saying all that to say in revelations uh there's a point to where our brothers are going to be gunned down in the street and um i, I don't know what when it's going to be after the mark of the beast or so but lots of things are going to go, go down before Christ comes. Um, so, I mean, we got to get our minds prepared for that. Um, and then this the time of Jacob's trouble. Go ahead. Well, and like I said earlier, uh, uh, Sister Eliana, I appreciate her doing it. And, I'm, and, I, and I, John, I ain't here from you a while. We'll come to you next. But just remember the hope, the hope, because it, it is it is looking pretty it depends on who you talk to. It's really funny. I can talk to certain believers, and I feel like I just almost want to go buy more guns. And I talk to more believers, and I just kind of walk away with a smile, and I want to praise the Father. Go to one church, I want to get just like, wow, just we shouldn't even leave. We just don't, should start praying there. I go to another church, and I'm dancing all the way out to the parking lot. It's really funny who you listen to. It is a lot going on. No, really, it is a lot. My wife is one of those people that don't want to hear a whole lot of what's going on, the the details of what the devil is doing. She always tells me, I don't want to hear all the things that the devil is doing because I may can't handle it. And you might can't handle it. She tells me that you might can't handle it. 
And sometimes you hear things said, she'll tell me, and you don't get the proper perspective of the peace or the hope, and you'll act that on us. Not 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 in a mean, mean way, but maybe I'd be, be a little bit more irritable. And she's right. I stopped blogging. That was the first break we took. We, y'all weren't with me then, but I took a break a long time ago because I did a show called New World Order. And it's just me commenting now as a commenter. Then we're going to come to you, Brother John. But we did a show called New World Order, and people started calling me with all kinds of stuff, calling the show because they looked at it like it was a dumping ground. But the problem is a lot of people telling the truth. And they was talking about things. They worked in certain places. They couldn't give their names, a lot of fake names. Probably was people lying, you know, too. But I remember one show, I got 200, 200 calls, two, two, 200 people in the chat room. The call board can only handle 50. It maxed out, like, instantly. Like, nobody can call right now. You can't call. It maxed out instantly, and I got 200 people in the chat room because it gives me a number. And you could, I've never seen – they was chatting – if you got two hundred people chatting, the chat room is just gonna flow like a like a line. You can't even read it then. You just can't read it. So I don't know how they was reading, but they were just saying I think there's more comment more worried about what they were saying than trying to read it. I never experienced that before, but there was a clan group. There was some type of white group there's some white type some type of clan group. Right now, when I logged into Blog Talk, I didn't tell y'all this. I can't I don't tell y'all everything 'cause it just I can't I can't, I can't I don't have time. But my Facebook is in Chinese, Japanese. When I from my from Blog Talk, when I go to send a message to Facebook that this show is up, I always send a show saying this show is going on shortly. That's all Japanese. What that means is you're hacked. Why am I hacked? I got hacked the day I did the white supremacy thing. Why? Why that show? That's the show I don't advertise. Somebody's not happy with what I'm saying. Somebody. So it could be it could have been the next show. It could have been tonight's show. Maybe they did it because of tonight's show, not yesterday's show. But I kid you not, I can take a picture of it. It's in Japanese. I've been hacked, and I've been tried to unhack it. I don't want to change my message. I can't get rid of it, so I'm gonna have to contact Facebook some kind of way, or Blog Talk. I don't even know who. It may be Blog Talk. Maybe it's be something like what we're doing. But I've been hacked so many times. My wife got scared. Let me doing blogs. This was a long time ago. So like I said, I stopped doing blogs, brothers, because I got depressed. So many people call in with so much going on, but I still hold. I'm not going to get depressed like I did earlier. Y'all just don't know. And I got so depressed on the first time we did a, a – and I'm, a, I'm coming to you, John, shortly. I'm trying not to talk that much tonight, and I think I'm doing good. <laughs> I got so depressed listening to those people call. I remember a white lady call one night, and she was – exposed this thing going on in Africa where vaccinations was killing her. We already heard about it, but she gave us some names. And she was going to Africa to, to get the African government to really ban these vaccines. She started calling names. She called Dr. Fozzie. Go back and listen to the show. It was like 2000. It was like 2013. She named Dr. Fozzie way back then and Bill Gates. They was funding these vaccinations, and she knew the name of them. She called Johnson and John, and it really troubled me. Show callers like that, lots of people calling in with facts, and it was just, it was this. I couldn't handle it. I didn't have the hope. So that's why I say, be careful. People can quickly get like the disciples and say, "Hey, carest thou not that we perish?" 
Christ rebuked him and said, oh, ye of little faith. And he said, peace be still unto the storm. Brother John, any comments? Yes. So it turns out that I do. <laughs> Folks, oh, do not be dismayed. The stuff that we talk about, we talk about it because it's important to understand what's taking place at this time. No one knows when the Messiah returns, but it's important that his that the believers, his followers, understand the season. So I don't look to understand when the Messiah is going to return the day, but I want to understand the season. And folks, of all of the the defense that can be played, the best defense is to understand that we have saints that have already gone on before us. They, the world was not worthy of them, the, the word says. The world, the world was not worthy of them. If you are not ready to give your life, you're not ready to receive life. Folks, the Messiah, he was the prototype. He gave his life. Should you expect to give something less than that? <laughs> if you want to keep it, you'll lose it. And if you're okay with losing it, you will gain it. It's important to understand that. Okay. Seth, you know, get out of those people's car. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to encourage you that we are reaching a time where the man of sin is going to be revealed. It, it's like th- these things that we talk about, I, it excites me that God chose me to be here during this time. That, I mean, the, the, the prophets, they, they wanted to look into this time, this time where the grace was given. The grace was given. They wanted to understand why is the, the Messiah a lion in a lamb? <laughs> so, folks, we have a better understanding of that now. We have more clarity about that now. And the one thing that I want you to understand is that as a believer, you're going to want to press in because by faith, when you have that faith in your heart, that's what's going to terrify the beast system. The people who operate within that system, it will terrify them because they will not be able to understand why is that we have John's heart. We've explained to him that if he does not tell us where Seth and the others are, that we will kill him and we will kill his family. I've already told my family what to expect. I already expect to get killed. And I expect to be in the thousand-year millennial reign. I expect to come back when the Messiah comes back. And I'm going to put foot to ass when that time comes with the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear you. Hallelujah. (laughs) I hear you, John. I hear you. That's right. So it's like, so you pull me in off the street. Did I run? Yes, I ran. <laughs> it's like, I'm no fool. Yeah, I ran. You better hope it wasn't my neighborhood because you're not going to catch me in not my hood. You better catch me on the, on the boulevard or somewhere. But, but yes, if you catch me and you pull me in and you threaten my life and my kids' life, they, I've already told them to prepare themselves for this. 
They already should know. They should, I, if, if it's death, then it's death. But it's me knowing that now, because of that death, millennial reign, a thousand-year reign with Christ, honor to be able to be reigning with Christ. It's an honor to be able to have yourself give up your life to be able to be in that place. Folks, death on this earth, it's inevitable anyway. Wouldn't you want to go out with some type of uh, a bang, <laughs> like really, and come back with a bigger bang? I'm not trying to, to, to pull a mind game on you. This is all scripture, folks. This is all scripture. Right. I have to do a show on it one day. I'm telling you the real yeah. deal. To, to get that glorified body in a twinkling of an eye, you will be like him and you will meet him in the air and he is not taking you to heaven. You're going to war just like Joshua and the Israelites are about to take over Canaan land. You're about to take over the, the, the countries of this world. Go read it. It's not a story about them. It's a story about you. I'll leave it at that. All right. Can I add to that what you're saying, John? Wouldn't yeah, that be a fight to see, man? A sight to see to where you see the dead, uh, the water giving up their dead, the, the everybody just coming up out the ground, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you know, martyrs of, of time past. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's going to be a hell of a sight, man. And, uh, yeah, I definitely believe in that book, man. And I'm right there with you there, John. That's all I want to say on that. My wow, man, wow. my man. Thought about that, brother Ken. I, I think about it, but not quite the way you just said that, brother Ken. Yeah, that would be a sight to see all of those that have been beheaded. As the scriptures say, the Bible says that they got to come and rule, like brother John just said. I didn't know, but John talks about it all the time, wanting to die as a martyr. But he's absolutely right. Everybody's not ruling with Christ a thousand years; just the martyrs, according to the Book of Revelation. Anyway, my understanding. If you're on the phone lines, you have a question for any one of us, uh, be it Brother John, Brother Kim, Cecilia, oh, oh. myself, please press so, one, press one. Hold on, Brother Kim. Let me do the station identification. Okay. Again, okay. if you're listening, y'all want to get in on this, it's not a problem. Press one, press one, press one. All right? If you're listening online, you didn't call us, you're listening online. If you, In order to listen, in order to uh, comment, you have to call the phone number, all right? Chat room is open. I'm monitoring. If you have any questions, go ahead and type your questions, and I will get it out to the people, and even some comments if it's not crazy. Um, and, we, and we have time. Uh, go ahead, Brother Kenwood. No, no, no. Uh, you had said something right before you uh, hit the identification, station identification. Nothing but the martyrs going to be reigning with Christ a thousand years? I believe uh, that, I think, that threw me for a loop. <laughs> that threw me for a loop right there, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, the scriptures. The, hold on, the remnant, hold on a second. Rem- hold on a second. I'll be talking, and y'all be still talking, and, and I don't know if y'all can hear me. I don't know if it's a delay or not. I want you to get in there for sure because I want to hear from you. But what I was saying was it might throw you for a loop. It may be wrong. Maybe I got it wrong, but according to my understanding, when Christ comes to this earth for a thousand years, those yes. that have been hit, be hit it, Christ's sake, is going to be resurrected to rule. 
and it says that not all the other, all saints will live at that time. Not all saints will be resurrected. Then there come a time after the millennial reign, that's when the saints of old are all reassembled. Okay? That's oh, okay. Just, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess I was thinking you were saying it was just dealing with Christ. Okay, okay. No. Gotcha, gotcha. So all right. Just say, yeah. No, I am saying just them in Christ. I'm saying the martyrs in Christ, when Christ returned to the earth, from you know, as the scriptures say, the Bible talks about him ruling with martyrs, those that have been beheaded for. I am saying that. I could be wrong, but I doubt it because uh, I've read it and I understand it, but I could be wrong. I don't know everything, okay? Oh, I just try to go with what I do. <laughs> right. I am supposed to. As Paul says, as much as in me, preach what I know. Why should I preach what you know, Brother Kenwin? I have to preach what I know. I have to be bold with what I know. Why shouldn't I be bold with what I know if that's what I know? Now, could I, would I, is what I know wrong? Could be. That's why I have brothers and sisters like you all to bounce it off of and, and we just talk. That's all I ask. Um, so I know. Any more comments uh, on what we're talking about? No. Go ahead, Brother Kenwin. No, I just want to say that that's uh, 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 Hebrew is what we like to say, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that's, so that's uh, there's iron sharpens iron, brother. Yeah, yeah. I've said things that's been mm-hmm. wrong, been wrong stuff. You said some things, but I can tell you this: it ain't a lot. But I have said some things. But when you see me keep harping on something over and over and over and over and over, I bounce. I can you just just name some I see a lot, and I can tell you what I bounce it off of. I've bounced off many, 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 many people. And then I try to run away from it. I don't want to teach it. I don't want to teach leprosy. I don't want to teach it. No, all jokes aside, I don't want to teach it. I would like to teach something where I can make a living. I would like to teach something where my wife can follow me. I would like to teach something where my family can follow me. I would like to teach something where I can go and talk to anybody, white and black, and not feel threatened. I get so tired of feeling like the problem just because of my angles and what I talk about. But that's one reason I know it's right. sharp, and that's why we call it five smooth stones. That's how I know they're smooth. They're irrefutable. I just believe it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I go to people, and, I, and I'm hoping, prove me wrong, sir, in Israel, talking to rabbis on the plains to Newark. Prove me wrong. And I don't be saying with no attitude. And all. I, I go incognito like there's people in, like I did on the way here in Newark. Real quick and I'm out. Real quick and I'm out. Like the guy, like uh, Vinny, uh, Brother Vinny, uh, 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 an Orthodox Jew from Israel, on the way from Israel to Newark. And I got an opportunity to talk to the man for two hours, recorded him. I told him there was people in, in, in back in the States that believed they're the Jews. And I told him what they believed, giving him the opportunity to refute it. The man told me the Holocaust is in Deuteronomy 28. He was okay with lying and hiding behind a lot of things until I brought up leprosy. I said, well, you know, in the Bible, white skin is, 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 is spoken of, it's not spoken of well, Vinny. What about when it says when your skin turned all the way white? Who were those people? And why was, why was, the, why was light, a person with a light spot on them supposed to be brought to the priest? And that's when he said, well, you know, I don't know. Now, wait a minute. You're not just a Jewish person. You're orthodox. He was a rabbi, a, a respected rabbi in Newark. You don't know? 
folks. That's why I don't apologize and I sound so confident. Because I bounce this off so many people. Anyway, um, anybody else on anything? CRT is in the news. Trump, uh, insurrection. Um, talk to me, y'all. Hold up. And hold I, y'all up. may hear some fireworks. Y'all may hear some fireworks in the background. Got some crazy neighbors. So anyway, talk to me. Go right ahead. I, I got to talk about Creflo Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I have got to right. talk about Creflo. It's not even in a bad way. It's actually in a good way. Creflo Dollar, as it so turns out, uh, has, matter of fact, what I read stated that he he said that all of the the all of the cassettes and DVDs and videos that that people had as it pertains to tithing to throw it out. He was wrong. He said. He said he he was in, uh he made a mistake, he was an error as it pertained to tithing and for them to get rid of that. He didn't say no no refunds. <laughs> no no <laughs> nah, refunds. he didn't say that. <laughs> but folks, that's a big deal. And and the thing, I'm not trying to have a discussion with anyone who made the sense here, but the fact is that God opened my eyes to this. No one taught me this when I was just simply reading the Bible back in roughly 2002-ish that tithing is absolutely a principle. And the first time we saw it was with Melchizedek when Abraham was coming back from the slaughter of the kings. And we saw the tithing principle there. Um, It became a law when Israel became a nation. But the church usurped it and used it for the, the, this time now, which, which it says that you give, if you look at the Old Testament church, they gave everything. Matter of fact, Ananias and Sapphira died for holding back some of everything in line for the Holy Ghost. And so it, it's like these uh, preachers have been preaching all along about Tithing and offerings. Tithing and offerings was never money. It was always the substance that came from the ground or your animals. And the only time it became money is if you were too far away from the temple, so you turn that into money, and then you go to where the temple is, and then you repurchase these items as animals, corn, wheat, whatever the case may be, flour, fine flour, turtle doves. And so now Creflo Dollar has backpedaled after he had got his $65 million debt, he backpedaled. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what the other preachers do. I want to see, I, I don't know what networks he, he was on. I want to see what networks, what the networks do. But I found that very interesting. Uh, and I had to bring that up because it was a current event. Right, right. Uh-huh. Um, um, let me take well, this time John, out to say this. Go ahead, Brother Kenway. Uh, Seth, to you, uh, that I, I relate a lot to what, what uh, to you, brother. Uh, my wife is, uh, she currently not on the same page with me neither. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I kind of relate to you a lot. And you, and when you were speaking earlier, it kind of reminded me <laughs> why I just stuck to your show, man. 
And uh, about well, two years ago, you were speaking on the same oh, kind oh, of oh, thing. I, 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 am dying, I am dying to hear what you're about to say. Hold that thought right there. Please do not forget your train of thought. I just want to comment on what you just said real quick, and I'm out. I don't want to throw my wife under the bus. My wife keeps me balanced. My wife don't listen to the show because we're doing other things. It's not like she don't support everything. My wife, my wife believes everything. She believes in leprosy. She believes in the Israelites. She believes she's been to Israel. She just thinks we're sloppy with our teaching, with our forming and coming together. One person over here saying this, one person saying that. One saying, you know, she just, she, she's just no nonsense. Once we get our act together, you're not going to get more supportive than she is. But she don't. What she tells me is when you're talking about and you're exposing, exposing, you've got to put the hope out there because you scare people. You're saying things and people, don't, people trust what you're saying, and you terrify people when you're saying some of the things that the devil is doing. You've got to talk about what the father's doing, especially if you're talking about demons or something. And that's all she says, and she's right. Because I used to just expose, 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 and then in the show, folks over there scared, shaking, you know, it runs people off. Some people will never listen to your show again. So she's just kind of kind of keep me balanced. But go ahead and finish your point exactly where you was at. Well, yeah, uh, my wife, uh, well, she's she not an Israelite. She's not uh, in belief or whatever. Uh, hey, man, and I, I've been just kind of holding my family down with just me, just kind of teaching. And what I'm saying is a lot of Israelites in that same little boat there. And uh, when uh, when I first heard you, you know, you kind of let everybody into a, you know, not your personal life, but you know, kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I'm and and you were speaking that kind of same language what you were talking earlier. And I remember that's one of the main reasons why I just kind of knew it. I like I can relate to you a little bit um, when you're talking about white supremacy and the. Uh, when you're speaking on your book uh, this past Sunday, uh, yeah, all of that right there, man. I, I, and I just want to say that you are all right with me, brother. Basically, <laughs> well, let me let me say this to you because I know how I sound. I sound crazy. That's why I said, <laughs> give me another calling, God. That's hilarious. So, so, so let, I'm a level with y'all right now. Some people think they know me, and I want you. I want those listening. You know, I, I work with some people. I know they're listening, and a lot of people I have issues with. I just want you to understand. Some at the end of the day, I'm gonna die one day, and I'm like an old pastor mindset. He says, Seth, you know, so many people I love is gone. It's almost like Apostle Paul. I can take it or leave it. I can take life or not. I'm not in love with living right now. I'm in love with both. I can go or I can stay. I'm looking around at people. I'm saying, what is wrong with these people? Can't they see we're not free in our minds? What's wrong with people? People want to go in business. Business for what? Why do you want to be rich? Who are you going to share your money with? Who are you going to go on trips with? People are sick. Friends you can't trust, relatives you can't trust. To me, the most important thing black folk need to be doing is loving each other and trying to love white folks. 
I'm not trying to get in no war with no white people. I'm not happy it's coming because I may have to kill somebody. I know what it's like to come up in the hood and fighting all the time. I don't want that. I'm not looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to happen. Yes, it's coming. But I'm not looking forward to it. So I try to talk to whites. And thank God, I have a track record. I'd be lying if I didn't. If I told you I don't have a track record, I'm lying. I work with white people, and I talk them down off the roof. What are you doing? What do you mean, white power? Well, we start this country. I make them be racist. I make them. I start off saying nigger. I say, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of white brothers call niggers. I start slanging the word around. I want you to be comfortable. Don't call me one, but I want to have those tough, tough conversations with them. And I want them to understand it's no such thing as a white person. I've been lied to. You're African. How is how are you from Europe when there was no Europe and there was Africa? Play with it, man. If we don't start finding a way. To get along with these people and loving these people, we're going to look up and we ain't going to have nothing but war. I know it's coming. I know I can't go out there or other people like what I'm saying. I know we're not going to be able to convince. I already know all that. But I'm called to those that come across my path. That's who I'm called to. I thank God for my wife. She has balanced me. I have been so out of balance. She has helped me see one day I was going down the road and I was talking about, she said, why do you talk to Gary, a.k.a. Brother Elishua, differently you talk to me? I say, because he see the light. He see the enemy. You don't. You're in the system and you can't see Arlene, all this white supremacy around you. How do you know I don't see it? Because of this and such and such and such and such you do. You know, you you mark these, these feast days, but you all up in these holidays. And you do this, and you say this, and you say that, and, you, and this is what you're interested in. You like watching TV. And this is a, I, was just, I was just sharing. And, I, and you know what? For a second, y'all, she began to see the light right there on the spot. It's like God just opened it up, and she saw it. And I just kept going. I kept talking about more. I kept talking about more. I started showing more evil, more evil, and more evil. You know what she said? Know what she said, Brother Kenwood? What she say, brother? <laughs> you know what she said, Eliana? So she may be doing something. We know what she said, boy, Brother I John. So I, hope I was on mute. I'm, I'm here. Okay. Okay. I'm with y'all. My wife, after she was saying, after I kept going over problems after problems after problems after problems after problems, she began to hit the steering wheel because she was driving. Every once in a while she would drive. She began to hit the steering wheel and acting like we was going to wreck. She screamed his words. Brother John is back. Brother John, your line is open. My wife, after I exposed this, after I just went through the Expo 30, I went through the Expo 30 on her all at one time. Look at the education system and the disparity. That's white supremacy. And look at this. And look at that. And I began to just go through the Expo 30. Ain't no joke. I began to go through it, and she started screaming. I never will forget it. She said, what is that solution? I'll never forget that. <laughs> and I felt horrible. I felt horrible. I never did it since. You got to be careful talking about those muscles of the devil. Our God is a flaming fire. When these broadcasts go off, everybody needs to know Wow, 
that was something. We saw what the enemy was doing. We saw how the enemy is here and he's there and he's in our food and a GMO. We had this, that, and the other. Oh, my God. I did not know that. But, child, did you hear what they were saying about the solution? I did not know there was that too many black farmers. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know you can eat this and it can come back that. I didn't know you could get your food flew in. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. That's what I call myself doing with Fires from Stones. The closest to the vision I have for this network is Pat Robinson. That was a fly show Pat Robinson had. He would go through all of what's going on in the world and give a biblical interpretation of what he felt the father was saying. And Ben Kessler was close by, and at the end they would pray. That was the bomb. So as a believer, you didn't, you couldn't go running, and I'm done, and try to let you in, or Eliana, whoever. But I just thought Pat nailed it. Because I kept saying all these saints don't know nothing. Christians are some of the dumbest people on the earth where it relates to what's going on. That's what I'm trying to tell my wife. You don't know. Arlene, you don't know what's going on. But you got to have that hope. I've said enough, Sister Eliana, or Brother John, Brother Kenwood, Brother Kenwood, did you do that? Uh-huh. Did you, did you understand what I just was saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, I want to say that in gender, in earnest and not, this is not a personal attack. This is just something I'm saying. There are millions of us African-American, black, Hebrew, Israelite people that are too over-surrounded in the white community, in the white world, and we know what's going on. Everybody doesn't just talk about it. So in my world, even my children are half white. My grandchildren look white. I know a whole too much about the white community. I know how to think. I've been privy to conversations I shouldn't have been in. I I wasn't even the fly on the wall. They knew I was in the room, and I shouldn't have been privy to that. I have them talk to me as if I'm one of them. I know how they think. I know how they think. And so, but I, what I think that they respect about me because I know who I am. And when I speak to them, I never, I'm never in awe or, you know, I got them chasing me down, wanting to work with me, chasing me down. And I know that they're racist. They know that they're racist. In fact, had a group of women befriend me because of my grandson and one and I mean they just took me in because he was in the same class as their son and I was invited to stuff on the on his level. But that wasn't my first go around. I had my own children that I raised. So what I'm saying is that you have a burden. But I've lived through that and I see it and I know what it is. The most high gives me dreams. But one of the things he gives me for the, the hope of our people is that we know who we are. And, and plus, we really know, and I really know, we're only in this situation because it was chastisement. I'm not afraid of these people wanting to start a war. I know they want to kill us. But you know what? It's futile. It's futile because they're going to fight against the most high because we finished our captivity. We're right, done. Right, right. 
<laughs> right we, on. We, we, we out of that. What what the power <laughs> that they had to bring us over 400 years ago and the power they had to keep us, and, and because it was chastisement, that is broken. And they don't have the power that they think. It's almost like Samson getting up thinking, this is now this is them. They, they're like this thinking, Samson, that they're going to get up as at times past and have the strength to really fight and annihilate us wholesale. But the Most High is not with him. Samson didn't know he had a haircut in the lap of Delilah. Well, they know that this time is broken, but it's not going to go the way that they think it's going to go. Although they've been preparing for it, they've been preparing for it. They're arming themselves to the teeth, but you know what? It's like uh, the scripture says, in this battle, you shall not need to fight. Most high is going to take care of this one. In the battles of Israel, the, the scripture teaches that there was one battle that the Israelites went out to fight, I believe in the valley with the Philistines, and the Most High, the, the scripture said the Most High killed more with stones from heaven than all the Israelites killed with the sword. So we're in a different time. You know, their anger, hate, and all that stuff, they should have tried that back, you know, maybe three years ago, even 10 years ago. We have changed. There's a changing of the guard. They're not aware of it yet, but they will be. When that next battle comes, they're going to see something they've never seen before. They're going to see a fight that they've never seen before, that they're not even prepared for. So that's why I'm not bothered by what they're doing. I'm more concerned about what the Most High is doing. I'm more concerned about how he's getting these dry bones and waking up the nation and putting it together and the dry bones of the sinew coming to the sinew and the muscle coming on board and what the Most High is getting ready to do to raise us and resurrect us as a nation. I'm really concerned about that. And I feel like it's my duty to get to the Hebrew Israelites and those who want to be a part because many are going to come. They're going to be grafted in. That's what I'm worried about. That's my passion. Not, you know, I know the evil and what the evil is doing, but we also know we got the story at the end of the book, and we have the victory. And so I'm excited about sharing that victory. I'm excited about exposing that hope and bringing that mm. to people, because we do have the victory. And this, all we have to do is once we come back to that knowledge and who we are, is be faithful, like he told Joshua. If you observe well, to do all as written therein in this book, that this amen, book of the law shall not depart out of our mouth. See, if we keep make sure this book of the law doesn't depart of our, out of our mouth, Most High is going to do so many. He's going to do exploits. He's going to blow our minds, and he's going to blow their yes, minds. Well, Sister Eliana, I want to say, uh, attentively, attentively to what you're saying, and I agree wholeheartedly, I'm wondering, uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I like to think this. This is what I believe about ministries. Brother John, if you notice, he'll a lot of times start to talk, and when Brother John talks the most, you know, like earlier he talked, and I, I'm just I'm being honest because I'm, I'm I have to manage the clock. That's the whole purpose of the moderator try to be. I let him talk on for about 20 minutes. So it ended up being 20 minutes. But you know why? Brother John has this thing about end time. I don't I don't have a I can't do what he do. 
I'm just gonna be honest. I can't do the timeline like he can. Brother, 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 um, uh, Yeshua in Cincinnati. I think Brother Kima would love him. I don't know if you know him or not, but he would love that brother because they're the same age. This brother is one of the sharpest guys I've ever talked to, ever. But his thing is the Old Testament. I be thinking, bro, I've been reading Old Testament all my life. Wait, 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 wait. He's really good with words and definition and Paleo-Hebrew. I don't know what that brother does. He's going to study all the time. You have a knack for what you're doing with the Israelites. What I try to do and what the Father is doing in the end time with the Israelites in the next phase. What I try to do on this show is have all these different people on Brother Ellis. Sure, when he's on, he's long-winded, and it's okay. I say long-winded meaning he has a lot to say. I'm long-winded. I'll, you know, anybody with a lot to say is going to be long-winded just when you have a lot to say. You're talking long with time, and that's okay. This brother blesses us uh, many, many times with his – he's a theologian, and you have to give room for him when he talks. Because I'll listen to the show after I'm done, and I'll be like, dang, doing the show, but I keep going a lot, but I just got to be patient. When I listen to the show later, I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't cut him off. That was profound. But I couldn't listen because I'm doing other stuff. So I've learned we have all these different gifts. I don't know why Brother John always do well on that timeline. That's his thing, though. Satanism, he gives a timeline to talk about behind the scenes, and those of you that listen to us right now on online, remember, you got to call the phone number right now. you got about 60 seconds. We're going to roll over a few minutes. This show is going to end in the problem next two, three minutes if I have my way. So we're going to wrap it up here with something real quick. Call us, call us, but we are going to roll over a little bit. 914-205-5599. One more time. 914-205-5599. So this is what I've learned since the LEON. If you see somebody keep adamant about something, it got to be their calling. And I just try to say, what am I supposed to get from Sister Eliana? This is what I get from you. What I get from you is continue to remember the what the Father is doing with the Israelites, that we're not just where we're at now in the next phase. I'll listen to hear what you're saying we should be doing next because that's what you're called to. I don't listen to you for what I get from Brother Gary. I don't listen to you from what I get from Brother. The way I listen to Sister Eliana is, okay, she has this calling, just like you just said. I listen for that through you. It don't mean you can't jump in other veins either. Uh, neither one of y'all can jump in other veins, okay? That's how I do that. Uh, brother Pastor Chris, I'm not going to go through everybody's calling, but Pastor Chris, he's on the line. I listen to him. With he, we can get so far to the talking about America, and he comes with a Afrocentric spin, and it's amazing when he's on. It's just amazing, and nothing nobody can do about it. Nobody can come behind Pastor Chris. It's just sharp, and it's, that's it. So I'm still learning, Brother Kenwin. I know he has a gift. I just know it. So my thing is this: I don't attack white people. I try not to say the word white people. I attack white supremacy, and the white supremacy I attack is not just in white people. It's in Americans. God arrested me first. I was the first one got the warrant. I got arrested first. He showed me, showed me what I was doing, showed me I was practicing, and that changed it. My wife, when I married her, when we had married her, her son used to say, I want to be a white doctor. My son didn't say, my stepson didn't say he wanted to be a doctor. He used to say, I want to be a white doctor. My wife, when she would talk, 
a very beautiful lady. Her lips would be kind of turned to the side a little. She kind of was a little nasal. And I asked her one day, why do you talk like that? Now, who would do that to their wife? I said, why do you talk like that? She said, well, what's wrong when I talk? I said, I'm not knocking. I'm not one of those black people that don't, that don't respect people talking proper. You can talk proper and not be nasal. And we went back and forth. She didn't know what I meant. I said, no, there's such thing. You don't have to be nasal unless she was born in Idaho. She changed the way she was talking because she was talking white. There's, you can, and some people right now still don't know what I'm talking about. People think because you talk nasal, you're proper. It's nasal people in English classes. So I help her to see the white supremacy in her own delivery. She remembers that day. Her son used to say, I want to be a white doctor. Her best friend is a white lady. And that's nothing wrong with that. If it's true love, there's nothing wrong with her best friend. But you got to look at your relationship. Her best friend don't have nothing to do with me now since I married a white. Her, her best friend has nothing to do with me. So what was the relationship really all about? If that's your best friend, she should, she should be talking to me. I don't hate her. We get along. I never said nothing bad. We never had an argument. We never had one argument. Why come my best friend don't talk to her now? Paternalism, racism. Anyway, little Kenny, I'll make this quick. We did the doll test, but we did it with a book magazine. He, we got a black magazine. I, for time's sake, I won't go into it, but he failed the test. He kept clicking the black kid being the wrong – okay, I got to tell you all because I, I want you all to hear what happened. This is serious. This is why my brother said do what I do. I talk fast, and I'll get the final words from everybody really quick. So I got a, book, a magazine out of there. I want you to watch me do this test with Kenny. And she said, I said, she, I'm telling you, your son is suffering from white supremacy. She did not believe me. And it's millions of black kids going through this right now. So I got the magazine out. I showed her all black, uh, blacks and whites in the magazine. But I made sure I picked the black guys that was dressed up and white guys that was dressed uh, kind of like muddy. I said, which one of these men was a bad man? Bad, bad man, Kenny. He was young by five. He picked the black guy. I flipped it, flipped it up, found two more people. Which one of these kids Kenny steals? Yeah, I got to watch Kenny when you go place because he'll steal from you. He picked the black guy. I went to Sarah's and Eric, He kept picking the black guy, so I got another magazine with nothing but white people in it. So he's got to pick white. So I said, which one of these white men? I picked a white man dressed up, white man not dressed up. Which one of them is going to be? He just kept picking the white because he had to. I went back to the black magazine. I did the same thing. I altered it again. I did it about two or three times. My wife started crying. That is the beginning of our journey. That's what I do. When I first met my wife, my first conversation with her was, I feel like God has called me to deal with racism in the body of Christ. She says these words, I want to help. If she wouldn't have said these words, my wife would be named Mary or somebody. Because that was my calling. If she just said, well, I don't know if you want to deal with that, blah, 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 I would not have been, she would have been my wife. That's what I've been talking about because that's what God called me out of. I can give you all kind of racist testimonies about the white church I come up in. It's just in our life. But I'm not attacking white people. I'm attacking the philosophy. I've said a lot. I'd like to give final words on, on that, and then we can wrap up the show. We're doing pretty good, y'all, 10 3 uh, but that's me, y'all. I don't know how to say it. I, I, I know that the Father, just because we're Israelites, he don't want us to have this germ inside of us. He don't want us to have this puke inside of us. This puke, 
It's puke. It's sick the way we relate to our father. When we close eyes, we see all these white people call them, that's the Bible. We see bad Bible characters. Yes, any black person, call, close your eyes, think about the Lord, so they can pitch, a, pitch a, a, a table full of white people. You telling me I'm people ready? They're not ready. They are ready. They're white people. They're full of white supremacy. They're sick. I'm sick. I'm not delivered totally. So I have a calling on my life. And I don't apologize for it. I try to do it in love. I try not to be overbearing. That's why I do another show. That's why I don't bring what I do on Sundays. I made it in my mind I'm not going to bring it to Mondays and Thursdays. I don't want to run nobody off. I just want to just flow in what I've got so God won't be mad. So I won't feel like God is mad at me for not doing what I'm supposed to do. So on Sunday nights, we're going through this book. Once the book is published, I can go into something else. But I have to get this book out. I have to because I keep – last thing I'm saying. Everybody, and I, and I love y'all, and I appreciate y'all listening on. We're going to wrap this up in, in, in minutes here. But let me say this to everybody. Lord, help me to get that thought back. Um, Brother Kevin, I appreciate your words. I'll say that. But I got to get this book out. Oh, here's what I was going to say. I'm noticing something to see Leon and Brother John talk about. They don't want to hear it. Brother Kim, well, tell your wife I want her to come and listen to the next show. I want her on the show. I want to talk to her, not to beat her up, but I just want to just, you know, trust me, you'll like how I handle it. I want her to see she's missing out. Ain't no hate here. Uh, you believe in Jesus? <laughs> we'll say Jesus. You want to do the whole show? We're not saying Jesus. We'll say Jesus. I'm not like Brother brother Yeshua in there in Cincinnati. He said, I ain't going to say his name because I ain't want his name. Well, you ain't going to reach nobody but just a few people if you do that. I want to reach more people. I want to reach whites if they're supposed to be reached. I mean, aren't we supposed to be winning the other nations? I don't get it. But this is what I learned. Last thing I'm going to say. Last thing I'm going to say. Last thing I promise. I've noticed when I talk to my sisters and brothers, I can cry right now. I could literally cry if I wanted to, but I don't cry. When I talk to them, my stepdad look at me. I take him toe to toe, word to word, scripture to scripture. I bring up history. I bring up archaeology. He even say it makes sense. But he can't cross that line. I took him to Israel. He believed Jesus was black. We got problems believing Israel was black. Let me tell you what his problem is. God, I know. Help the people to see what I'm trying to say right now. Y'all, it ain't that y'all not talking right. Brother Tim, what it ain't that you're not saying the right things to your wife. John, everybody, it's not that you're not articulating the scriptures you well over. It's not you. I'm telling you what it is. These people in America, the Africans are right. We're white people. And when you come against the white power structure saying something that they that the white people saying something completely different. You over here at TVN saying something different. They white. They based on white. All these powerful white people saying something different, and you say something against what they say, they cannot. Don't hate on them. They cannot receive it. That's what Billy was trying to tell my stepfather. God, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He was way smarter than I am. He was a theologian, theologian. But I kept saying, Lord, why come he couldn't understand it? Billy's number one thing, he didn't come out and say it, but he implied it. How come Pat Robinson ain't saying this? 
if this is truly a work of God that he's resurrected Israel, how come the churches of the world that's influencing millions are not saying it, Seth? That's all your wife saying to you, Brother Kenwood? You're saying, so I have to take them and say, well, did you know found the church of God in Christ said it? No, I didn't know that. That's millions. That's a good, keep on naming, folks. Did you know a guy by the name of Prophet Child Crowder was sent his way back in 1800? It kind of started waking up a little bit, a little bit. So that's why I'm writing the book. The book is going to say you all some white supremacists. It's going to prove it. It's going to show them different things they're doing and saying. It even go into sexuality. I don't play. I talk about every aspect of human development, African-Americans, how we are sick for a reason. And we're not only sick, but everyone that is brought up in this white supremacist power structure, especially our white brothers and sisters, they're in trouble. So the book breaks the cord. God showed me it's a cord to our brains. It's got, you got to break that cord of trust. Then they'll hear. So why write a book, Seth? Oh, my God, these niggas are Israelites. That's the name of the book. Sorry I put the name out there. Probably shouldn't put it out there. My wife, she's going to kill me. That's the name of the book. Oh, my God, these niggas are Israelites. Guess how old that name is? I got that name in 1900 in, like, 95. Book still ain't wrote. They ain't going to hear you. Don't write it. In order for them to hear it, they got to break the trust of the white supremacist network, the system. Y'all might not like that book. There's only comment on the title. Just pretend you didn't hear it. But I'm telling you, that's the name of it. And I was going to go off into the Hebrew Israelites, like, kind of like Sister Only Love did when she was on the time. It's a book similar to the way her style. Final words, and we'll wrap up the show. Final words. Uh, who want to go first? I'll go first. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, shalom, shalom, family. It's good to be on the panel with you guys. Uh, man, it's another powerful show, man. Uh, and, uh, hey, I'll see y'all next show. Shalom, shalom. Well, and don't forget that invitation to your wife. I don't know if she'll take it now, but tell her I really will. We'll treat her with, we'll treat her with red carpet. She ain't got to be a co-host. She can just be on as a caller. Okay, okay. We'll do. All right. Uh, anybody else follow um, us, please? Yep, please. Yeah. I'll catch up next week. Later. Later, right, later. Alrighty. I wanted to say shalom to everybody, and I also wanted to make a final comment on your your final comment, Seth, was this. The most high, the, the work you're trying to do is to be commended. However, the most high said he would do that himself. When he gathered us out of the nations, he said he would bring us to a place of the wilderness, and there he would purify us, our minds, our hearts, our speech, our language. He's going to unify us the way we should be. So I commend you on the, 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 your efforts, but that's the work of the most time. Question to Eliana before we go, because I don't want to be thinking. I, I, I try my best to be as sweet and honest. Y'all know how I feel about y'all because I say it on the show, so I want to say this to you. Whatever the Father is going to do then, you can't say that he won't start now. And if he's starting, he's doing it through his Holy Spirit. And if he's doing it through his Holy Spirit, he's got to do it through his messengers. Would you agree to that? I do. That's all I'm trying to do. 
He's going to finish it probably later. I know for a fact he started it. He's just going to finish it in the wilderness. Sincerely, Eliana, I don't think you'll ever know how much I appreciate you being on the show, your gift. I I just wish and pray, God, I pray you are trying to do what I'm called to do. I really do, because I really love you and love what you bring to the show. I'm trying not to be a burden to people. I'm trying my way to do things a certain way, because all of you, and it's not like I just want to, uh, 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 um, it's not like I want uh, co-hosts that bad. It's not like that. That's not it at all. I mean, that's why I say I, I choose so many, because you can come and leave whenever you want. Just know I appreciate you. And I know those listening saying, boy, y'all, okay, get back. So anyway, I just want to thank you for your gift and, and, and your words and your concern for what I'm doing. I really can hear it. Thank you so much. That means a, a lot to me. I All right, well, thank you very you much. Go ahead. Okay. Now, what you say, Sophie Eliana? I was just saying I feel very honored to be a part of the network. Well, thank you, and we feel a part. We feel blessed to have you, as well as all the other hosts as well. And thank you so much. All righty. All right, Shalom. That was Sophia Eliana Bobia, all the way from Mercy, California. Brother Kenwin Castleberry, all the way from Tyler, Texas. Brother John from Inglewood, California. Brother Purcell took the night off because he's going on vacation. And Brother Pastor uh, Chris has been really busy. We don't know if we'll, when he'll be able to come on, but I thank him whenever they can come on, whenever. And there's going to be some more co-hosts I'm looking, reaching out to because I, I I like to have on as many as four. That's like the goal. It's really good. And maybe, you know, it's good to have another female, but probably not because it's really hard to find uh, a women, women for many reasons. But, yes, of course, we appreciate Sister Eliana. Listen, folks, I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. I'm going to go out with this song that we brought, came in with. Um, actually, uh, I don't want to go out with that song because I played it twice, and, that, and that's a bit overkill. I have another song that I first want to open up the show with, but I went to do something different. So I'm going to go ahead and play this older song that has just – Boy, these churches used to shout on this one. And this is to the saints out there that are really trying and, and, and that have gotten some truth tonight. Be bold with that truth. Be bold with the truth. Don't be apologetic. Like I said earlier, when you think God is telling you something, you've got to be bold with it. You've got to be courageous with it. You've got to say it when everybody thinks you're crazy. Sometimes, and the Father, I hope he understands. I know he understands my heart. I, I don't mind the calling on my life. But sometimes I get embarrassed by it. And I sometimes wish that it was something else more easier. But then I say, you know what, I'm, thank you, Father, for sharing with me. You could have not shared with me these five small songs and other truths. And then I go and be bold about it as a song say we're about to play. And I just go and, and do what I'm called to do. Father, I, and I, again, I thank him right now uh, for the, 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 what he has blessed me with, the truth he has given me over the years. And, Father, I just pray that the words of Sister Eliana, the words of Brother Kingwin Castleberry, the words of Brother John Clark will resonate in the people and that you would multiply your truth in them. Uh, we know that the, when the word is sown, that the, soul comes, that the, that the thief comes to steal the, the meaning of the word. Uh, many of them fell by the wayside and stony ground and thorns and 
Father, we just ask that, number one, they not forget this word. Help them to remember, Father, bring people in their pathway to, to remind them of the word and the hope that has went forth on this show. Help this Firestone Stone Network to be about promoting your kingdom, Father, promoting your kingdom. Forgive us where we said things that we shouldn't have said and, and, and judge what we shouldn't have judged. And, and if I've said that I wasn't happy with ministry, Father, I know you know my heart. Help me to, to, to be even more grateful for the things you've given me and to applaud those that are, are have been given words that is more popular and more prosperous. Uh, Father, just bless the people. Let, let, let your word go, as the scripture says in Psalms 107, heal the nations. You sent your word to heal. Father, send your word tonight and let it be healing to the people. These things we don't ask in our merit or our good or, or, or evil or good in us, but we come to you on behalf of Christ because he's given us his name to come to you. We come to you, O Yah of Israel. Look on your people in this diaspora. As Solomon said, Father, bless them. Uh, 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 deliver them uh, from these powers from, in these shores we've been scattered from the evil ones. Deliver your people from hopelessness. Give them hope tonight through what they've heard. These things we ask in Yeshua's name, the Messiah's name we pray. Amen.